0: Hi guys! Hey everyone, welcome back to Chance of the Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us for another episode. It's a lot going on in the world per usual. <laughs> oh my god, I saw this. <laughs> I saw this tweet, and it was like, <laughs> "Ain't shit been funny since <laughs> since February 2020." <laughs> and. I agree. That was just really funny to me because really nothing has been, I mean, nothing been funny.
1: Yeah. No, like, I don't know if I've caught a break since February of 2020. I don't know if anyone (laughs) else does, but like my new favorite thing is that TikToker where he posts every day if it's a Bones Day or a No Bones Day. (laughs) And the fact that my life has, like, resorted to seeing what type of mood I'm about to be in, depending on if this pug has bones or not, I'm like, okay. Oh, I need to follow that account
0: on TikTok. Okay, like, I have a disclaimer. Like, I used to talk so much crap about TikTok. Like, do you remember? I don't... I feel like I was the main person that talked to you about how much I just, like, TikTok. I was like, that's for little-ass kids. I was like, I'm never... I'm not gonna TikTok. Like, what else? I used to be going crazy on you about TikTok. Like, I... I feel it's so embarrassing, but I have to recant my statement because that's my favorite
1: app. That's literally everyone that was born in like 1995 or later or earlier. i feel like all of us older folks feel like we don't like we did not belong on tiktok but it's actually
0: yeah but then it's like actually full of people our age yeah i know like at least i've been able to tailor but honestly though it is a it's it's a game you have to go on there because when i first got on tiktok it was a bunch of dancing Mm -hmm. and then like uh, now it like knows what type of videos I like so like my feed is perfect like I get the comedy I get my little home decor I get my little apartment tours I get my little food videos mm-hmm. cooking tutorials <laughs> I get my little fashion so like it is just the bomb but I think it is one of those apps where you can really get caught up like mindlessly scrolling like it, yeah. it, it can get scary yeah
1: no I agree <laughs> I, but we, we talked about this in another episode. I use that little timer on my phone where it'll, like, cat me out on social media. For oh, the it'll day. be like, yeah, 15 minutes left. Yeah, exactly.
0: You have five minutes left of the day. Do you actually do that? Do you
1: abide by that? Um, Sometimes. It just, it depends. Like, if it's a day where I have nothing else going on and I can spend time on social media, then I'll ignore it. Or if there's, like, something going on, like, people are talking about a topic that I care about, I'll ignore it. But I really, really try to stick to it.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good. Speaking of technology and just like social media, Facebook is under fire right now. They have literally been in hell for like a month straight. And I find it to be very interesting. And I don't know why I'm just like so plugged into it just because I feel like some of these companies are just so big and like they have so much like, well, okay. Like let's actually, let's back up. I think what really sparked my whole obsession with everything that's going on with Facebook was when that day that Instagram went down for like 8 hours. So it was like 10 hours. Remember yeah. Mhm. And like um it was like a Tuesday or something and Instagram went down for like 10 hours and everyone was just talking about how nice it was that Instagram was down and Um, you know, of course, you know, whenever Instagram glitches, the first argument people want to make is like, what are the influencers going to do now? What are all these businesses going to do now? Like y'all need to have a backup platform and all this stuff. So it was a little bit of that, but it was also, I saw a lot of people just like, oh my God, this is really nice. Like having that break, like every, they're like, Facebook needs to close down shop like once a week for a couple hours and like all these things. And so I think that like kind of sparked this whole debate of like, How's the app so big and so powerful that it like disturbs like society for like eight hours like you would have thought it was down for like a week like people were going crazy and it
1: was literally down for fucking eight hours yeah when you opened up the conversation about Facebook and you said it was in hell I'm like yeah but Facebook deserves to be in hell in my opinion <laughs> just for How out of control they've been on that platform and like the hate that spews from it and just like the lack of privacy, the lack of authority on how it should be used. I just, yeah, I found it interesting about the whistleblower and everything that she revealed and I don't think it was surprising one bit.
0: Yeah, it wasn't surprising because I watched her on 60 Minutes and how she was kind of explaining it. It's actually something I think everyone should watch. Like if you're on the platform, you should definitely watch her like testimony and just like read a little bit into it because it all kind of like makes sense. So basically she was just saying how um, Facebook's like algorithm is set up for, so you see things that are like, things you don't agree with or like negative things or like, you know, because then you're like, on the app more like arguing with other people around disagreements and like she used the the like whole like the whole trumpers and like all this like right-wing conspiracy stuff that goes on on facebook it's just like they keep showing those people more and more like if you look at say you looked at one kind of controversial post facebook will automatically just keep giving you more and more controversial posts just so you can stay on the app longer so that they can target you more for ads and like i like think that's absolutely insane versus first off and i think it this it just spews like a bunch of negativity whether it's like good or bad you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. whether it's like oh you're on instagram and you're seeing all these girls have perfect bodies you're seeing that play time and time again because they're seeing that's what you're viewing and it's keeping you on the app longer so that they can have more ads on you and they're just collecting all your data and like i'm not one of those big persons where like i really care too much about how my data is being used or like think that like you know <laughs> why no, 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 no. Okay, that came out wrong. More so, like I, I don't think I'm one of those people that are just like, oh, they're selling our data. Like it's so unfair. And okay, like yeah, I'm not one of those people. Like obviously, it's messed up. But at this point, I'm like at the point in the technology hole where it's just no coming back. Like we mm-hmm. have an iPhone, and that's just enough in itself. Like, you know, like I'm sitting yeah. here with Alexa in my apartment. It's connected to my phone. It's connected to my TV. Like I'm too far down the loophole to like <laughs> care about like. Like yeah. that the privacy. Like obviously I want privacy. Like it would be very disturbing if I like heard my voice show up somewhere. But I'm turned of like just like it's just too much out there. So I would say all that to say that like I'm not one of those big people where like I really care that much about like the whole like ad targeting on Facebook because I know that's just how they make money and that's just like the way of the world. But I do think it was alarming that the whistleblower was saying that, like, they know how, how it's negatively affecting people's mental health, especially with, like young teenage girls, and like the she like leaked documents and like all of this of like how they're super aware of it and how they're trying to do things to like help like mm. kind of combat that issue. And I I don't know if you realize this, I don't know if I told you this, but Facebook was releasing a um Instagram app for kids, like they were in the works of like yeah, doing I remember for kids.
1: that um. I remember that, but yeah, I mean, no good. They paused it because I don't think that they should be leading any type of app for children. I mean, as a grown woman, I don't know about your Instagram, but I know lately, I've been getting a bunch of like spam followers and viewers on my stories. And they're all very like provocative and like X rated names and profiles. They're obviously spam, but the fact that that can like surface on Instagram in itself is disgusting. And I think you said a great point about how they're kind of profiting off of and targeting people who are looking into negative stuff and they're feeding more and more and more Um, because misery loves company, right? And I feel like that's kind of a great segue into our topic today. But it's like once you're already in a negative headspace or you're already like you hate your life, you hate yourself. You want to then share that and make other people feel like that. Cause I know for myself, I block anybody who has opinions that are like super strong or like super negative on Facebook. And I have that power to do that. But there are a lot of people who don't because they like to engage in that and they like the negativity.
0: Yes, absolutely. I think that's kind of, that's alarming in itself, right? Cause I think just like as a basic human, It's already enough trying to fend off your negative thoughts or things that you're going through in life on a daily, let alone have to get on an app where like you feel like more of that's coming up. Um, And this is kind of an interesting thing I've been dealing with lately. It's like, I might not feel the best, but I'll get on Instagram and I'll see like a post that makes me think way too deep into something or like think that I'm like going through something worse than what I am. (laughs) I'm laughing because like, like oh what's
1: that account oh my god is it like makes you feel worse about what like where you are at life or your love life you like no your like we
0: are urban we are urban i think and like oh. they post like daily like little affirmations and it'll be like i mean obviously the their account is made for good so i'm not trying to say it's a negative account by all means but i'm trying to say like i'll think about it i'll like get on there and they'll be like it's okay to create boundaries when you're not getting served or some shit like that. Right. And I'm trying to think, I'm like, damn, like do I have enough boundaries? Like, is this really how I'm feeling? like, Oh no, that doesn't really apply to me. Like it just makes you think in depth. Anyway. Yeah. On the top of negativity, like I've gone to the point in my life lately where I just really don't have a room for a lot of it to hear about, uh, hear about a lot of it or for me to indeed be negative.
1: Yeah. Because, like I said, misery loves company, and I feel like, let's say you're going through a season of change, which we both are right now, right? Niall recently moved to D.C. I just started my third semester of grad school and moved into my house. So we're both going through seasonal things, and I feel like it's a foundational point in our life where we can either use this opportunity to better ourselves, or we can just be super uncomfortable and kind of seek that comfort that we wish we had or that we had previously. And so I think I'm for myself right now, I'm very impressionable by energies around me. Right. Mm, Okay. So if I'm surrounded by people who are negative and they're discussing like everything that's going bad it's gonna make me also sit back and be like okay i have i work full time i have a full plate of school work, i'm in you know a new area where i don't really have friends out here like i'm feeling miserable and that's just not really what would benefit my mental health right now but i'm impressionable in that way that like if i hear it and i like reflect on it and reflect on myself i'm probably gonna feel worse Mm, okay
0: that's a good point i think too one of the things we've been discussing it's just like it's hard to hear a bunch of negative thoughts from someone when you know someone else has going through something way worse it like makes their problems seem very trivial and i know that's not like necessarily like the best part i mean you know you shouldn't really be c- comparing other people's like hardships but it does put some things into perspective and it might make you not the best person to like really come to if you're like in a negative mood you know what i mean mm. Like, I'm right now, I'm the point in my life, like, I cannot stand a whole gang of it, especially when it's very trivial matters, when it's just, like...
1: In the grand scheme of, like, other people who you have in your life that are going through something deeper.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, I just can't, I have no, like, tolerance for it, and maybe that's something like I should be working on. It's like how to be a little bit more like graceful to everyone's like trials and tribulations. I don't know. But like right now it just seems like it's very daunting on me and it like messes up my flow of my day, even, even, even if it doesn't have anything directly to do with me. You know what I mean?
1: Hmm. Can I ask you if you feel like that uh, just in general, or do you feel like that about specific situations or people who you feel like aren't taking steps to improve or to get out of like that negative space that they're in.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I definitely agree with that. I think it's definitely specific people and I definitely think it's just like certain situations that you hear about, you're like fed up with hearing about that same situation over and over and over. You know what I'm saying? It's like what's new? What's next? Like what <laughs> what else are we compl- like you know, if you're complaining about the same thing or like it's kind of that overall same like scheme It's, like, kind of hard to, like, really want to hear about that too much. Mm. Like, say, I'm going to just say, like, my best friend, Catherine. Like, she's not a negative person at all. Like, never complains, like, Mm -hmm. very even kill. Yeah. If she, like, were to call me and just complain for 40 minutes, I would be so okay with hearing it because it's, like, that's something she never does. Yeah. You know? But
1: to, like, hear from one person
0: that's always complaining, it's just, like, ugh.
1: Like, they never have a perspective that's kind of on a positive outlook yeah or yeah. there's always something there's
0: always something
1: mm. and that's yeah. in that
0: I feel it will always be something
1: yeah it's hard to navigate that when you do start to find that you have friends like that or you're dating someone like that or whatever it may be it's like how do you have like how do you navigate that do you have a conversation and you're like look I know you're going through a lot right now but it's impacting me or even if it's not impacting you you just don't want to hear it like it's it's a little tricky right it's like as a friend you want to be honest you want to say like hey i really think that your negativity is like extending far longer than what it needs to and i need you as a friend to like pick yourself up and get it together like you got this or do you like protect yourself and guard yourself and you're like you know what You're in this space right now, and I respect it, and I'm going to give you grace, but I'm also going to take a step back because I'm going through my own things right now, and I need to be surrounded by, you know, love and light. It's hard. It is hard. It really is. I don't think we have the answers. I think we're trying to navigate it. Yeah, I was literally just about to say, like,
0: I really don't have the answers yet, but it's just been something that I've noticed in these last couple months that I just, like, am not doing well with and, like, not able to, like, really hear a bunch of it Mm -hmm. you know i have some friends in my life that are just like no matter what they're always so positive like you know what i mean even if like they have family drama going on or they have work drama going on or boyfriend men drama whatever it is it's just like they're overwhelmingly always positive or like maybe they're not talking about it with me i don't know but like i've just noticed that i'm like with some friends like i can't tell you the last like real negative like what was me conversations i've had with them like, I can't tell you about one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: like, <laughs> And I'm not saying that they don't have that going on because like I said, everyone has something going on. But I think it's just like a way that you show up in your friendships and in all relationships. It's just like to choose to be positive.
1: And you know? show up for yourself. It
0: really, it really is a choice. It's plenty of stuff I'm going through right now that I could just be womp, womp, womp about, but I'm yeah. not.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Like, I have been struggling most of this year with my mental health, and Niall knows this. And I really just had to give myself a personal reality check because not only does your negativity rub off on other people and kind of kill the mood, but also it does you no know, service. Like, me, you, like, using situations that are making me feel bad like using that to stay in bed and to like get off topic and like get off of my goals and stop showing up and going to the gym and start eating junk food every day. Like that doesn't do me any good. And so I show up for myself by starting to slowly implement those healthy habits that inevitably end up changing my mood and making me feel lighter. So even if I don't feel like going for a run, I push myself to go for a run because I know my serotonin is going to be raised after that and whatever it may be, because I don't want my friends to feel like they can't just have a simple conversation with me without feeling like, oh my God, Brittany's such a pain in the ass to talk to. Like, she is nothing but complaints these days. Like, I don't want that. And I would love, I guess, and I'm grateful because my friends haven't given me any feedback that's made me feel like I have been a downer in their life, but it definitely does come to a point where if I was one months on end, I would have wanted Nile to say like, hey Brit, <laughs> you really need to pull it together because this isn't serving you and it's not serving me. Absolutely.
0: And I think that level of transparency in your friendship is important too, you know? Mm-hmm. Is there anything
1: that you do, Nile, that you implement when you are in a, you know, negative head space that to get yourself out of that and so start looking at things as a glass, half full instead of half empty?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm like recently, um, I've just been thinking about like all the love I do have in my life, not the love I don't have. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think of all the great things that (laughs) my life has, you know, I feel like I have amazing friends, amazing family support system, like a good job that I enjoy doing. Like, you know, I think about all the like positive things I have going on in my life and more so not even positive things, just things that like people and things that I love and that left me back.
1: Things that fill you up.
0: Yeah, things that fill me up, and, like, I mainly started thinking about this, because it's really interesting when you start to talk to other people, and I was, like, talking to somebody, I was telling them about this friend, and, like, that friend, and whatever, and I was just, like, having a conversation, and, like, the person literally was saying to me, they're, like, yo, like, you have so many, like, friends, and, like, you, like, you have so many people that, like, genuinely, like, love you, and, like, you know, the fact that you're able to, like, organize, like, friends coming in the town and being able to, like, having, like, I don't think we would realize, like, I'm not planning my birthday yet, but, like, you getting, like, 10 people to fly out of town to celebrate your birthday with you, like, that's really dope, like, that's 10 people that love you, like, it's some people out there that could not gather 10 people to, like, go up the street to go see them, you know what, <laughs> what I'm saying, so it's, like, little stuff like that, like, I realize like, how blessed I am to have, like, all this different love around me and Mm -hmm. so that usually like helps me feel better especially when I'm dealing with like men drama I'm just like yeah like I have so much love around me that is like in different ways that like Mm -hmm. fills my cup you know what I'm saying like I might not have like the best romantic love going on in life right now but I do have (laughs) people that love me in different ways that honestly Mm -hmm. is always there despite like romantic love you know what I'm
1: saying yeah amen to that like just like we said there's always something there's always something to be grateful for too
0: and like i really would encourage people i know i i haven't done this in a minute so maybe i should do it but people i know a, a big help to people is to write down all the things you're grateful for like i know people do the gratitude list when they wake up in the morning um if you're in a negative spot i definitely think that helps like first thing like you know five minutes into you waking up in the morning like just write down five things you're grateful for and mm-hmm. I kind of like to do mine at the end of the day um, before I go to bed. I'm like, what are three things that I'm Ooh. grateful for today? Even simple stuff like the sun shining on my face or like seeing my, my neighbor's dog like in the elevator or whatever the case is. Like I just, I can think of three simple things every day that like I'm grateful for. Like, that
1: reminds me um, of the five minute journal. Have you ever used that?
0: Yeah. I used to yeah. use it during the middle of the pandemic when it was depressing as fuck.
1: Yeah, so if anyone's unfamiliar, I think we might have mentioned this before, the five minute journal, it has two sections every day. So you start off the day writing what you're grateful for, three things, three things that would make your day great, and then a daily affirmation about yourself. And then at the end of the day, you write three amazing things that happen. And then you write, how could I have made today even better? And you just reminded me, like, that's a great... If you're new to journaling or just writing down your thoughts, this journal is a great way for you to kind of get in the habit of just writing down simple things. And I definitely use that too, Nile throughout the pandemic. I stopped for a while, but I recently picked it up again because you sometimes you just need a little reminder.
0: Yeah, another thing that helps me is just to, like, stay busy. Like, not big tasks, but, like, if I know at the end of the day... I need to go run an errand in Target. That's something, like, I look forward to. Mm-hmm. And I'm not wrapped into the negative thoughts. Like, I think sometimes it's, like, when you're hyper-focused on negative things, it's, like, you don't have an escape from it. But I think, like, planning kind of little, like, mini escapes, like, helps you, like, get through it a little bit, you know? Like, a little negative rut. Um, oh,
1: yeah, I love that. I've, I've been doing that, too. I'll go on, like, a little walk in my neighborhood, or I'll literally drive down the street just to go for – a short run, yeah. Like, it just like you said, like going to the grocery store is like now a pastime of mine. Yeah, or I think house. about like get excited
0: about little things. Like now that I live alone, which is obviously going to be adjustment for me because I did live with my parents for like a year and like like what fourteen months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like never really like alone. Um, so now that I can like literally go all day without seeing another human. I've been trying to, like, leave, have something to get on my apartment at least once a day for. So that's taking a walk, going to the store, going to the grocery store, or even, like, now the weather's about to change. I might not be able to do this, but I was thinking about, like, going and, like, walking the National Mall, like, once Mm. a week, like, going down to the monuments and stuff like that, just because it's, like, nice and lit and paved and, you know. Mm -hmm. But, like, now it's getting cold. I don't know if I'm going to do that. But I definitely think that, like, definitely helps. And getting out of bed oh my gosh some people just stay in bed all day like come home in bed like get up get dressed like let's get out of bed (laughs) no really (laughs) we know yeah
1: I think the pandemic has made us feel a little too comfortable with lounging around all day every day but now that we can get out a little bit and like stretch out and get some movement in. I agree with you. I think it makes you feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. It definitely does. And we take for granted the, the fact that we can move, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the extremes I go to. <laughs> I'm reflecting, like, you were talking about how you t- reflected, like, the love you have in your life. I've been going to extremes, like, you know, I have my arms and my legs, and, like, I am not disabled, and I have, you know, all these things that somebody else wishes they you know were in this position and like the simple things that god does for us <laughs> maybe you don't need to go that extreme but that's literally no i mean
0: you. it might take that it might take that um i ooh, another one is i de- i think once a week you should definitely like go out to eat and go to a restaurant sit down be served have a drink or two put on <laughs> a little makeup like i like i love the weekend like i i, I remember when i used to like um I remember when I was like growing up, people, I didn't understand why like, adults were just so like excited for the weekend every week. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I'm a big social person. Brandy knows this. Like I literally am always doing something. <laughs> I live for the weekends. And I have to, I have a blast on the weekend. And then like my time to just be alone and just like chill out and like get my life together is always during the week, you know? Mm. Like I'll, I'll do a Thursday through Sunday type of thing. Like I go out <laughs> Thursday night, Friday night. Saturday night and do a Sunday thing. And so I, agree I think
1: with you with planning to do something over the weekend because it does give you something to, to look, look forward, forward to. to. Even in Nile is a social butterfly. I am not, but I do love either going out with my parents for dinner or like family or just like my couple of friends I have here in Louisiana. But I, Niall recently convinced me to go to the movies by myself, and I did it, and it was amazing, and I was thinking about it, and I was reflecting on my childhood, and you just reminded me of this because you were saying your, like, parents used to be so excited for the weekend. We used to, every Friday night, go to Blockbuster, get a movie, get food, Uh like, get fast food or a restaurant, whatever, and then just watch the movie and eat dinner Friday nights, and the fact that, like, I can now do that as an adult on my own. And like, that's how I choose to spend my pastime. It just reminds me of like the comfort I used to feel as a child. And it's just like such a fun little outing I get for myself.
0: Yeah. That's a really good one. I know another one that I used to, um, when I was living in New York, I, if I didn't have like have any plans for the weekend, which was kind of rare, but sometimes that happened, <laughs> I would um, just go look at different, like nice houses that were in New York city Mm. And I know some people do this in like the suburbs too, so like people will literally go like favorite houses on Zillow in the area that they love and just go drive by them and like kind of just like visualize their life mm. or like one day living there and like that's a fun one too um and if you're like really crazy and you're like really in, like <laughs> really need something to do, you can go and look at like what are open houses. Like, they have open houses all the time on the weekend. Mm. And if you're, like, into, like, interiors and, like, houses and stuff, like, I'm into that type of stuff, I would, like, I would love to go, like, a, like, pick two or three houses to go to open houses on, like, a Saturday. Just something to do. I'm just, like, look and act like I'm Well, here, you're like, a real
1: estate agent. You could always use that as, like, your little I excuse. I know. Um, no, I love that, especially because it's, like, two things. It's, like, you're manifesting your future, Right but also you're doing something that you would do at home on a couch, like scrolling through Zillow or watching HDTV, but you're actually putting it in motion by actively going out and looking at houses. So yeah. it's like something that you still enjoy doing right at home, but you're like, okay, let me get out of these four walls and go do it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah.
0: And one last, I have one last one that I think is a really cute one. Um, my friend Marissa, she's a biker. Like, she mm-hmm. loves to bike on the weekends. So, she lives in New York City. So, she like rents city bikes. And, so, like, every weekend she rents a bike, which is like so cheap, too. Like, we're, I'm thinking of things that don't cost a lot because, you know, sometimes you don't want to go and spend $100 at Catch. Like, you know, <laughs> but like, <laughs> it is stuff that, like, you know, you could definitely afford, she rents the bikes and she like, like bikes all over New York city. It's all different parks. And I think that's a fun one too. Like if you live in an environment where it's parks and stuff like that, like get outside, like get on a bike and just do like a low, you know, that's definitely like a mood lifter. Like mm-hmm. I plan on doing that here in DC. I just haven't figured out like where in the city I want to do the biking, but that's definitely like a easy fun one to do before it gets too, too cold outside and fun. Like, I feel like that's cool.
1: Yeah, no, that is cool. I love biking. That's a good one.
0: Mm-hmm. And you don't have to own a bike
1: either. Like they got free bikes everywhere now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love that. Well, what a way to end it on positivity. <laughs> so yeah. if you or someone, you know, is in a season of like negativity and just like bad vibes, maybe have them give it a little listen or suggest some of these tips to kind of help to lift their spirits up it's okay to take a step back from people who are negative and bad vibes. I think it's just better to maybe have a conversation or do it gracefully, but we hope you guys enjoy this episode and we will see you next week. Bye guys.